This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's time for another monthly roundup of environmental news done with the good folks from the award-winning environmental journalism portal, Makaranga. So today I've got Wong Siu Lin, the co-founder, with me. Uh, and we're going to be looking back at news from June, particularly the resistance to large infrastructure projects in Malaysia by communities concerned about their environmental and social impact. So we've got over in Kelantan, the Orang Asli, protesting against the Nangiri Dam. And also we're going to look at Tioman Island, where fishes and tour operators spoke out against a new proposed airport. But looking ahead, we're going to check out some eco-themed programs happening in Penang's Georgetown Festival. And uh, Suleen's going to help me uh, unpack that. Welcome, Suleen. How are you today? I'm fine. Thanks very much, Julian. Lovely to have you on the show. So Yahua is off traveling, so it's just you and me today. Um, and I just want to start off by saying congratulations. You guys won the Gold Award for Excellence in Environmental Reporting at the Malaysian Journalism Awards 2022. Congratulations, you guys. Well deserved. So happy for you both. Thanks very much, Juliet. Uh, really, really, really humbling and really honoured uh, to get the award. So, yeah, um, yeah. got a soldier on. Okay, yes, yes, the word uh, work never ends, isn't it? Um, and, oh, sorry, I just want to say that that was, of course, on the um, three stories that you guys did on forest use in Peninsula Malaysia, yeah, which was written by Yahua, edited by you. So congratulations. Um, but now on to some less happy news, unfortunately. So we've been hearing a lot about the Nangiri Dam uh, in June, I think, if we look through the newspapers and through the media. Uh, this, of course, is the construction of the 5 billion ringgit hydroelectric power plant in Mukim Ulu Nangiri in Gua Musang, Kelantan. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the project and, you know, the protests coming from the Orang Asli villages? The latest uh, to happen really right now, because the protests have been going on for some time, the resistance to the building of this dam has been going on uh, for some time by, you know, from the Orang Asli uh, community there. And it, it's basically, well, the latest that's happening is that the, uh, the Orang Asli are now mulling, taking the government to court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've tried to have dialogues. They've tried to, you know, map out their traditional lands. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, June 7th, a, a group of more than 100 Orang Asli actually went, marched to Putrajaya to stage a peaceful protest, handed a memorandum to the Prime Minister and I, I believe uh, TNB as well, Tanaga, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, you know, maybe I'll say a little bit about the background. Uh, it, is, it is a dam that is being planned. Uh, uh, it was approved in 2014. It will submerge uh, 5,400 hectares of forest, right? right? Now, it's expected to generate about 300 megawatts of electricity. And it also serves other purposes. It's supposed to mitigate floods, provide water, even um, economic opportunities, right? Now, what is interesting is, is, is you know, Malaysia has... Uh, pledge to reduce its reliance on dirty cold. So it's part of the climate um, pledges. Uh, and Malaysia has set the target of 40% renewable energy by 2035. So they've actually upped uh, the amount of uh, renewable energy that they've committed to, you know, in recent years. Um, so, you know, hydropower, is it renewable? Is it not renewable? You know, what are the costs of, of doing this sort of things? And unfortunately, um, you know, there's, there's now conflict over this thing, or there has been for a while, you know, and now um, the courts will probably have to decide this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, you know, from, from what I've been reading as well, the, the Orang Asli folks have been proposing that uh, smaller dams should be built, right, instead to sort of resolve these problems because, you know, they cited all these other mega dam projects that uh, completely displaced them, you know, and weren't as successful as they were initially said to they were going to be. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's that's what I've read as well. And uh, but you know, but the problem is finding I think the right mix. You know, in terms of uh, providing energy, like who who is supposed to actually benefit from this energy? Is it going to feed into the the main uh, power grid? Is it going to you know smaller dams would work for for local communities, perhaps yeah. in Kelantan? Yeah. But would it actually work in terms of the the whole sort of national uh, power grid idea and, and the, the whole energy mix? You know, um, the the issue of course is that you know the, again whose land is it? And the honestly, uh, are saying these are our traditional lands, and we have proof actually. There's about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 13 caves in that area, okay. uh, two of which have actually uh, been proven to show the existence of the uh, Tamiya or Masli, you know, the Tamiya of uh, Kelantan, um, and 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 so they're historically extremely important in its place, you know. And likewise, there's, there's all these other caves as well, which also have archaeological value. Now, uh, some of these are going to be drowned out. Um, in addition to those, there's also ancestral graves that are going to be drowned out. And uh, some of the Orang Asli are being asked to move. Uh, they have to relocate. Um, so, you know, resistance has been going on for a while, I think um, since 2016, and they have done blockades, you know, uh, to try and stop loggers. They have actually even gone to court, like a small group has actually secured a court injunction in March last year to stop um, logging, to stop mining, to stop agricultural activities in parts of uh, Gurumusang. So they have actually succeeded in, in doing that, right? Um, and some of the investigations that Makaranga has done is, is that some of these areas are actually forest reserves that have been cleared for forest plantations. So they're clear felt for forest plantations. And if you go to Makaranga, you know, there's, there's a four-part series that's, that's talking about how effective and how workable forest plantations are in terms of um, timber security and also to minimise biodiversity loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think also, you know, what the Orang Asli was saying was that they had not been engaged. I mean, the the people involved in the projects that they had, but, you know, the Orang Asli were disputing that and said not there wasn't enough proper uh, stakeholder engagement happening. Is that correct? That's the FPIC, right? Free yeah. Prior Informed Consent, right. uh, which is required. But again, it's like, um, there's actually a, a very good uh, long-form piece that has been published uh, by Malaysia Kini, written by some of these Orang Asli. Mm. So you, you hear it from their perspectives. Huh? It's very interesting. Not all villages are against the dam. Not all villages are against being relocated, right? So they, they talk about how they are approached by loggers, the relationship to the forest, you know, if they live on the periphery of the forest, what does does the forest have the same meaning right. in terms of values as those who uh, are reliant more on uh, forest products, you know, uh, forest for water, forest for agriculture, and again, traditional values, things like sewang, uh, you know, the ceremonies, healing ceremonies and other ceremonies. What, what does the forest mean? And it's not, again, uniform. It's very complex, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, I think they also mentioned the interpretation of laws. How narrowly or how broadly are laws being interpreted by the state? So it's, it's, it's actually interesting to, to read it from their perspective. Okay, so that was on Malaysia Kini, you said, right? Okay, all right. Yes. We'll definitely go mm-hmm. to uh, check that out. Uh, and of course, you know, check out Makaranga's coverage on forest plantations. Now, just moving on to some also some not so great news over in Tioman Island. Um, you know, we've been talking about this new airport for years now. You know, there's been a lot of protests against it, uh, especially by fishers, tour operators, because, you know, it will require uh, the reclaiming of, you know, a lot of uh, coastland. Is that correct? 
Yes, uh, from what from what we've read of the, of the reports, I think they're looking at about 95 hectares of land uh, that, that will be required for the airport, of which 66 hectares will be reclaimed. Okay. And they're looking at reclamation from not just shallow depths of around 5 metres, reclamation will go down to 30 metres. So the question also is like, where's the sand going to come from? Mm. You know, and, and that's the part that I think a lot of people don't realize. Are, are they going to uh, chop down some of the, 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 the mountains in order to, to have uh, enough sand to do reclamation? Are they going to transport this huge amounts of sands from mainland, uh, and navigate around the coral reefs, you know, because the area that, um, that is going to be reclaimed is actually, you know, there's uh, some pretty healthy uh, coral reefs around there mm. and and not just that I think it's the value of the coral reefs as, as well you know so uh, Reef Tech Malaysia has been doing work there for a while and they've got reports of you know years of of, of the state of coral reefs there um, but I didn't know this but uh, Tillman actually is uh, has been classified as a category four a regional flagship site uh, in terms of the coral triangle, of which, you know, Malaysian waters and corals are a part of. Yeah. And the coral triangle is, um, you know, has been called the planet's richest centre of marine life and coral diversity. Mm-hmm. And that's why people go to Tioman, isn't it? It's for these coral reefs. And so I know, I understand, yes, we need, um, they want more people to come in and see it. But of course, at what expense, right? At what cost? That's the, that's the thing that experts say, right, is that reclamation is one thing and, and, and the, the biodiversity impact on biodiversity is one thing. But also when you start having large numbers of people start coming in, uh, what is that impact not just on the marine life but also on land? Yeah. You know, that means that more for does that mean that more forest needs to be cleared in order to build more infrastructure? So you need more hotels, you need more, you know, maybe banks, you need hospitals, roads, you know. Um, and and that's going to change the entire nature of uh, the Tioman Island, you know. Mm. Um, and one of the the issues always is who benefits. Yeah. 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 So um, Malaysia Kini has actually listed ownership of the airport pro, uh, project proponent, you know. Uh, and unsurprisingly, there are elites in business and politics uh, who are actually involved in that, you know. Um, so who benefits? Uh, I think is one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know. In my conversations with Julian Hyde from Reef Check, you know, it's always, you know, some very important issues like waste management, you know, pollution, things like that. None of these are taken into consideration, you know, when you sort of propose these these mega projects, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, there's so much that needs to be answered to. Do we know uh, at what um, stage this, this proposal is at at the moment? Well, the, the Pahang State Government has given the green light. Right, okay. Uh, uh, but it's been held up because of the, at the federal level. So in the past, actually, this, you know, this, this idea of an, a longer runway has been um, proposed over and over and over again. Uh, and, and this time, the, the, the state has said yes. Uh, but uh, even last time, you know, the Ministry of Transport actually said no. And now they're saying there's no decision yet. That's what I read. Yeah, okay. right. uh, Ministry of Transport says there's no decision yet. And apparently uh, the ministry that's in charge of uh, the ministry agency or, or the division that's in charge of biodiversity are also not very keen. This is KETSA, mm. uh, you know, but they haven't come out and said it. Uh, but, you know, that's that's that's. All sorts of issues related. Again, what idea of development are, are we looking at? You know, just like with uh, Nungiri Dam, we want to talk about an energy mix. We want to go towards uh, addressing uh, climate, the climate crisis in our country. Uh, likewise, here you want to promote tourism. You want to, you know, sort of uplift. Uh, you know, you want to uplift people from poverty, or you want to raise uh, living standards of this uh, in this country. Like, how do you go about it? Um, and again, the you know the question is who benefits. 
It's always the question we must ask. Um, but let's end on a more positive note, Yulin. Um, uh, just looking forward to next month. Penang's Georgetown Festival is back. It's dubbed a festival for everyone. And I understand there are some eco-theme programs in the lineup. Uh, can you tell us what's in store? I was looking through some of the uh, programs, you know, that, that are going on. And I think people are just really delighted that we can go uh, enjoy and listen to music and performance and all that again. You know, so I was just looking at, at, at some of these and, and it's become Earth Matters times uh, front row now, I think, for this program. But anyway, uh, so there were two that caught my eye, which kind of had a, an eco theme. I thought that would be nice to talk about, you know, for, for next uh, for next month. So on the 17th of July, we have um, uh, a, a concert called The Senses. It's going to be held up in the uh, Penang Hills uh, Curtis Crest, which is the highest point on Penang Island. Mm. Going to be surrounded by rainforests. Going to be amazing. And of course, uh, Penang, uh, you know, has hit the headlines because it's uh, it's got the biosphere, man and biosphere status, yeah, by the United Nations. So, uh, you know, lots of things to celebrate. We've got new management plan in place for, for the management of this this amazing, not just the forest, but, you know, they call it, I think, from forest to the sea. Mm-hmm. So this, this part of, of, of Penang Island, how do you, again, use it wisely? Mm-hmm. So, you know, how about attending a concert right up there at night under the stars, surrounded by a wonderful rainforest, um, and they've got three acts. Uh, I think it's headlined by uh, Elena Murang, mm. and she's a Sarawakian who is, uh, you know, a multi-dimensional artist. She dances, she sings, she writes, she paints. You know, um, it will be uh, and, and and her focus a lot is on Dayang and Sarawakian. Uh, she draws a lot from those traditions, so that's going to be quite uh, quite something to to try and, and catch. Mm-hmm. And the, the second thing actually is a, a little bit um, not so directly related to to rainforest and stuff but uh, it is a traditional puppet um, troupe who are in Penang based in Penang uh, they use iron rod puppetry which actually comes from uh, the Teochew region mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually a, a kind of amazing heritage in in, in Penang um, but the story that they're going to perform is actually um, uh, Malaysian as well as regional and it's Sitangang and, and people, you know, who, who might know about it, uh, it's basically the, the story of a poor person, a poor villager who goes overseas, uh, does really well, marries a princess, comes back, uh, and, and kind of when he returns, ignores the parents. Mm. And of course, it's to his peril. Uh, the mother curses him, and both he and the ship turn into a rock. And the rock is Batu Caves. Yeah. Yeah, which is this. like absolutely marvelous. So it would be very interesting to see how they interpret this. Um, you know, this this kind of story also appears elsewhere in Malaysia, like in Johor, uh, overseas as well. In, in you know, in Brunei, the story also appears a version of it, and likewise in Sumatra, Indonesia. So so it, it would be very interesting to see how the marriage of traditional puppetry that people aren't even very familiar with um, interpret this story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's happening uh, in July. Uh, am I correct? And I guess, you know, for more information, folks just need to head to the Georgetown Festival website at georgetownfestival.com. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Yulin, uh, for this lovely roundup. Um, not some, some great news, some good news, of course, you know, you guys, but also some not so good news. But, you know, for, if anyone would like to keep up to date, of course, just head to makaranga.org. My thanks again to my guest today, Wong Yulin, co-founder of Makaranga. And if you miss any part of our conversation, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.